Hi, and welcome to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Being ambitious and successful while living a happy life is possible. Learn how you can better cope with stress in day-to-day -day situations by applying tools and techniques that work for you. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm extremely grateful that you decided to check out my podcast today. Let's get started. Hi, Flavia. How are you today? I'm super excited that you are on my podcast. Hi, Julia. I'm very excited to be here as well. Uh, I'm very fine. Yes, great. Um, pick us up a little bit where you are right now. I'm sitting in a very different location today um, for the people that are watching the video <laughs> because um, I'm currently in Hamburg in Germany traveling with my mom and um, giving a training at a company tomorrow. So I'm sitting in a little hotel, which is really cute. Um, and where are you? I am right now in the lovely South Germany, so also not the place where I usually am, but it's actually the place where I grew up. Okay. Uh, actually, my husband grew up because it's his parents' house, and we always spend the summer here to see our friends and family, and then we always go back and travel again. Nice, very nice. And what have you been up to today? Uh, some work, some yoga, and delicious food. Nice. Do you have a specific morning routine when you get up in the morning? Yes, we actually both my husband and I would love to do yoga with Adrian. It's mm -hmm. a very popular YouTube channel and I enjoy it a lot because you just like put your yoga mat and then you follow her instructions. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we always have one that we prefer. It's 12 minutes, just like a really workout to get you started. And we have a breakfast with uh, homemade kefir. Uh, I can really recommend that to everybody. Okay. And then you can really powerfully start your day. Wow. Um, can you explain what kefir is? Is that a, an American or English thing as well? No, it's actually, it's European. Yeah. I think they, in the US they have it as well, but it's like little mushrooms. They look like cauliflower and okay. you pour milk over them. Then you let it sit for 24 hours and then you have to sieve it through and it kind of gets a thick, soury milk out of okay. it. Okay. And the kefir mushrooms eat all the lactose and it's very healthy if you do it like that. And okay. Yeah. You have to do it every day. It's kind of having a little baby or a pet that you have to take care of. <laughs> wow. Okay. I didn't know. I had, I had no idea. Okay, cool. So for everyone that doesn't know you, um, tell us a little bit about you and your husband and what you've been up to over the last couple of years. Sure. So yeah, I was born in Romania, then raised in Germany. And then afterwards, I started kind of traveling the world and living in all different kinds of cities and countries. And I studied in the lovely town of Tübingen. It's a very cute little town. It has a river and a castle. And there uh, I met my husband as well. And we both studied uh, business and psychology there. And from there, after graduating, I went off to Ireland to work for Google there. Then we spent some time in Boston, the US, uh, also worked for Google there. And after that, we went on a trip around the world. And now we are between Barcelona, Dublin, Germany, and have our own startup. Okay. And how many years have you had your own startup now? Uh, we're in the third year now. Okay. Wow. But since having the idea to really start building everything, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And how long did you travel around the world? It was 10 months. Okay. Yeah. Did you have like specific countries that you were planning to visit? Or because sometimes people have a very specific plan, but sometimes they're like, I'm just starting in one place and then I'll see <laughs> where, where the wind takes me next. So the, the goal was really to go to New Zealand and do the Te Ora hike on the South Island. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's basically, you can cross all of New Zealand on one track. 
And we thought, let's do that because it's fun. We love the outdoors. And we said, oh, New Zealand is so far away and there's so many countries on the way. Let's take along some uh, on the way. So we spend a month in India, a month in Thailand, uh, some weeks in Myanmar and in Indonesia. Yeah, I think this was the, the biggest one. Also Sydney, Singapore, like quick stopovers. But then the most time we really spend in New Zealand in nature, hiking, camping, and exploring the beautiful landscapes there. Wow. So you crossed the South Island of New Zealand on a, the top part. On a hiking trip? The top okay. Part. How many weeks or months did that take you? It was four weeks for the okay. top part. And then in the Nelson Lakes Park, it kind of got a little bit heavy with all the luggage because you have to kind of prepare food and everything you need for the next 10 days. There is no civilization whatsoever. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to bring everything, which is really heavy. And then, uh, yeah, my legs couldn't quite take the 20 kilo backpacks okay. yeah wow very cool well, okay really recommended yeah i went to the south island as well um two years ago with my fiance and we we really liked it um it was really beautiful yeah cool um so you already kind of alluded to it a little bit um but you said that you started um your own company around three years ago now yeah And um, tell us a little bit about uh, what you created and how all of this happened. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I was working at Google, at Google as I mentioned, and there you work with really inspiring people. You learn so much. It's so efficient and kind of the wish to, to build something of my own started growing and growing. And at some point we said, okay, uh, working at Google really involves you a lot. So there's not much left uh, energy to do on the side so we, we decided let's let's really take a leap of faith and and try to do our own startup mm -hmm. and to get the creativity flowing again it was also part of the reason why we did the world trip to really get inspired again to get reconnected again with everything and indeed in india we got very inspired um, we we did a lot of hiking a lot of yoga there and learned a lot of breathing techniques also how the people use the breathing techniques in their everyday life and Already at Google, we saw um, kind of this meditation as a very big topic. We read the book, Search Inside Yourself, uh, which kind of triggered the initial uh, phase of being interested more in yoga and meditation. So this all kind of came together and we thought on, on the way back, let's bring some of this with us. And the initial idea was to do an app to help people sleep better with meditations. Mm -hmm. But then we said, oh, actually, we like tracking things as well let's build something so we can help people to see how they progress and this is kind of the idea was born that we build a wearable that analyzes breathing patterns and then can give you make you more aware of your own habits and give you direct feedback and train you to breathe healthier again mm -hmm. i think it's so fascinating to think of something like that um, and of course the biggest question that i have for you which You know, I, I know why breathing is so powerful, but I would like you to explain um, what breathing has to do with stress management and why it is so important for us um, nowadays to breathe well and to, uh, to be aware of how we're breathing. Yeah, so we are nowadays sitting a lot in bent over in front of the computer, which kind of constrains our belly. And this really makes our breathing patterns very shallow. And our, our body is actually made to breathe at like six to eight breaths per minute, whereas the regular adult would breathe around 18 to 22 breaths a minute, which is way faster. And different kind of breathing patterns are associated with different, um, different kind of mood status. So if you think you are in a stressful situation, you're driving uh, your car somewhere, or there's a lot of traffic, you 
you kind of tense up, you hold your breath, and you realize how you get more uh, little, to say, um, less and less movement. But if you get a very good uh, news, somebody says, I love you, or whatever, then you're like, ah, it's mm -hmm. like happy breathing out. So intrinsically, we know what is good for us, but then over time, we kind of forget it a little bit. And then, yeah, we get in this cycles of, of really being always stressed and never triggering the relaxation response. And this is where breathing can really help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's great. So I'm going to um, kind of jump into that as well a little bit. So what I find so fascinating and what I didn't know for a really long time before I kind of jumped on to the stress management topic as well, was that we have two different types of nervous systems. We have the sympathetic nervous system where, or the fight or flight system where you know, we have like, for example, adrenaline release and our cortisol release, and we're having quicker, our breathing is increased because we are excited and we're trying to get ready for fight or flight. And then on the other hand, we have our parasympathetic nervous system, which um, is also called the growth and repair state or the rest and digest, mm -hmm. where we're going back into normal breathing patterns and also all of our main bodily functions, such as digestion, um, cardiovascular system and immune system go back to their normal rhythms um, but unfortunately in today's world we are so connected all the time and so stressed out all the time that we're not paying attention to our breathing patterns anymore right and I always say um, to my customers and clients and people that I train and participants um, that that is why uh, meditation and kind of breathing techniques have become so powerful and so popular over the last couple of years Because this is probably the easy, like the most, not the, maybe the easiest way, but the most simple way to get your body back into, into kind of a relaxed state and help to regen, help the regeneration process. Um, so I think it's so cool that you have actually created this variable that, that reminds you, I guess that reminds you as well, um, how, yeah. how you're breathing if you're not breathing well. Tell us a little bit more about that. So I, I you already told me, you, you, you can tell us, but. <laughs> I, I'm taking things away from you, but I think it's all super um, interesting. But you said you're wearing it around the chest as, as a woman, right? Correct. So we uh, decided to focus on women first because there are many, many wearables out there, but most of them are kind of engineered and designed by men and then made pink for women. So we said, let's go the other <laughs> way around. Nice. Think of all the things that women actually want in a wearable. And we, most women don't want this huge watch on their wrist, but they actually want something very personal, very precious, that doesn't necessarily have to be seen on the outside because health is some, perceived as something very personal and you only share it with the people you choose to. Mm -hmm. So yeah, our wearable is actually attached to the bra. Mm -hmm. And from there, it makes kind of use of you putting on the bra, especially in the work environment. Most people will probably still wear a bra, so it's not exactly the relaxed weekend atmosphere. But whenever you're in this constrained structure of the bra, usually you're also kind of in a constrained uh, breathing mood. Mm -hmm. um, this is why, where we want to help you to make you more aware of your breathing patterns. And most people actually don't use their diaphragm for breathing that is designed for it, but the accessory muscles in, in kind of the breast and chest area. So we're, we're all breathing up instead of breathing into the belly. Mm -hmm. And this is also something that we kind of forgot. But as soon as you sleep and you lie down, you realize that you start breathing again as you're supposed to. So when we're really in relaxed, deep sleep, you can feel how your belly actually moves and not your chest at all. Mm -hmm. 
And so when I am wearing this wearable, um, will I get a notification or a reminder if I'm starting to breathe in, in unhealthy ways? Yeah, so we have two options and this is up to the user which, which option is preferred. One is just on the device. So we said looking on the phone usually doesn't de-stress you that much. So we said we make it standalone. So if it realizes you breathe very shallow or you have phases where you really hold your breath, and it has a very subtle vibration. So it's like a tap on the shoulder. Mm. Hey, now maybe it's a good time to take a break, maybe stand up, walk around, take a deep breath. And then on the other hand, we also have the app, which suggests you then a little exercise that you can do. It's kind of clinically proven breathing patterns that mm. you can do in that moment to kind of bring down your respiratory rate or really kind of be more aware that you're here right now. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, and then you say that there's also kind of meditations um, on the app that you can do on a regular basis or that you can't do on a ba daily basis. Yeah, so we take a lot from mindfulness-based stress reduction and then how mm -hmm. can you kind of do the body relaxations, the visualizations, all the, everything that is out there in meditation with mm -hmm. the add-on that you have the, the biofeedback from your wearables so you can really see mm -hmm. Did I follow my breathing patterns or not? So I'm also doing meditation still, I would say, at a beginner level. Um, and then really seeing how you improve is very hard to see. So it's nice to get a little more input and insights into yourself. Yeah. And so I'm sure that you have better tested um, your product already with a couple of users. Um, how was that process for you? And maybe what was the biggest um, surprise that you had when you went through this process? So. We had two very interesting things. One was when we tested in an office, uh, we had the people do a set sequence of tasks. And whenever they had to open their email inbox, they would kind of stop breathing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> But that's really, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting because it's really, you, you see it and you hold your breath. You're kind of in this being attacked position although you're just like sitting very calm there's nothing attacking you in this room um, but it still has a lot of impact on your stress and on your perceived stress mm. and the other interesting thing was it was very early on we kind of sneaked into the yoga congress in barcelona and uh, put our yoga mat there had our very first prototype there and did a, also a sequence of, uh, of exercises very simple one two minutes and ask the participants if they're interested to get insights in their breathing data during the sequence. And we could tell only by looking at the breathing if they are kind of experienced uh, yogis or teachers or beginners, because uh. they had very different breathing patterns. So the, the experienced ones had very calm, always constant breathing patterns, no matter what. And then the beginners, even when they had a small balancing exercise, started breathing really fast. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to just be able by the breathing curve to see that. Mm -hmm. That's super fascinating. So cool. And um, what, what does the wearable track exactly? Is it the, um, the heart rate or, or how, how do you translate the breathing into like statistics and numbers? So it's basically the chest expansion. So okay. even if you do the pragmatic breathing, your lungs fill up. So your chest moves always. Okay. And uh, then we also have kind of the balanced activity, the steps, everything that's kind of a fit would also do um, is also with it. So we can know, is your breathing fast because you're walking or is your breathing fast, but you're sitting, which is kind of the bad thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So you were saying that for women, you have the variable on the bra. And um, where would men then wear um, the variable at some point? It would be on the waistline. Okay. So on the, on the underwear belt line. Okay. Yeah, and it works kind of the same, just the data input obviously is a little bit different if it comes from the belly or from the chest area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you were saying, I remember as well, that you even um, plan on having a belt, um, kind of a chest belt or something for men in the future, because yes. it's a little bit more accurate to track it that well. Yeah, we, we do also testing in the medical field and there the data input obviously has to be very accurate. Most accurate would be to really measure your breathing in and out flow, but it's very mm -hmm. impractical, unfeasible. Mm -hmm. So this is a good way, but it should be at least around the chest area because the belly is not accurate enough if you want to look for certain diseases or certain, be it a seizure or whatever, then it really has to be, uh, the false positives has to be really minimized. Yeah. And have you, I mean, there's not really... I don't know if there's any like long-term studies already about like how the device would, for example, change your breathing on your or your health patterns. Is there something that you can report on already after, I mean, you said you're in year three. So are there already any studies where people have been wearing it maybe for a year and what kind of changes they've made um, towards or during that period? So this is actually what we're preparing right now okay. because the, the prototypes so far have been more like you have to be next to it because since it is hardware, it really takes a long time to make it fit to give it to people. Mm -hmm. and, and now we're kind of in the last iteration that we can finally give it for longer periods of time, not just for short-term testing. But mm -hmm. there are a lot of uh, studies out there. Actually, I just read today, um, it was a study with priests because they have quite a lot of burnout and um, it, they did nine minutes of um, aware breathing and mindfulness and mm -hmm. you could see how their blood pressure even went down so mm. it's, there is a lot of things out there already but uh, we are also working on a bigger study that we can really publish with probably clinical partners mm -hmm. that's super cool why do priests have burnout <laughs> apparently uh, it's that's a very stressful job i didn't know that <laughs> yeah they don't have a lot of time to take care of themselves so usually if you take care of other people Yeah. Taking care of yourself goes kind of always on a lower priority. And then you have to give them tools that are very fast to implement. So even the mm -hmm. nine minutes a day um, work really well. It's very for challenging. Yeah. Wow. Cool. And so how has it been for you over the last three years to create your own product and to think about, you know, these things? I, um, You know, I have a lot of I think people as well that are aspiring entrepreneurs or that are thinking about taking this leap. Um, what's, what do you usually tell people? It's a very long journey, but a very exciting one. So you learn incredibly a lot. So yeah, first when you have the idea and that you want to build a hardware product, I'm not from the engineering background, um, yet still there are so many resources there. I started learning about the electric circuits. We built our first little Arduino prototypes ourselves before we got help from some engineers. Um, but it's really nice when you kind of, after two years of work, you have a first prototype that kind of looks already like the final product and works like the final product. It's like this amazing feeling of having this thing in your hand and you, it's kind of your brainchild. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's really cool. And also in the first, I would say, one to two years, we mainly built our network, um, went a lot into the health sector, which we didn't have a lot of experience previously. But now I would say we're 
since three years solid in the, in the health sector. And um, it's really interesting to learn how the different health systems work in the different countries, how clinical studies work, all these kind of things. Um, and mm -hmm. I would say I learned a lot there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I mean, two to three years is still a really long time to not have the product on the market yet, right? So um, I'm sure a lot of people are now like, wow, how have you been able to fund <laughs> two or three years of testing and learning and researching and prototyping? Uh, we were still self-funded mostly, and we got some um, support by grants, so by European funding. Oh, cool. Yeah. And how was that process? Like, was, was it easy to get? I think what is always so powerful is that when we talk about it, it all seems so easy, you know, and then when we are in it, you know, it's like every day, you're, I'm sure you're grinding and you're trying to find contacts and like talking to people. How, how has that process been for you? Well, in the beginning, we went, we tried to go to pretty much every event that we found, to every conference that we found, just to really make this contact. But I can also recommend if you do have a business idea and play with the, with the thought of making a reality, really do apply to business plan challenges on all these kind of things, because it gives you a lot of feedback, it gives you a lot of network, and then sometimes there's even cash prices, which really help at that stage, because there's really no money coming in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, having worked previously, we had our kind of, the money that we saved and that we put all into it mm -hmm. so but yeah it's kind of uh, an interesting <laughs> journey yeah I'm really inspired I think it's um it's really incredible that you're doing it and I'm really excited to see the product on the market so when can we expect I breathe um on the market so we plan to do the pre-sales in the beginning of next year okay uh, we're right now as I said in kind of a very advanced prototyping stage where we're finalizing the last things and then we actually make the product which also takes quite some time mm -hmm. then we test it and then probably we'll need to do some more changes and then hopefully we can be with the pre-sales in the beginning of next year already okay and are you where where can people buy buy the device uh, it will be mainly online distribution but probably we'll also partner with some offline distributors some brands that kind of fit within our profile yeah Yeah, that's really cool. And, and online will be the main distribution channel. Yeah. And you were saying earlier that you've been working a lot with health institutions. How, how have they reacted to the idea of having a breathing device or having a device that's tracking breathing patterns? They're very excited about it. Okay. So this is really the last biosignal that isn't really followed mm -hmm. up after. They're, now they come like some, some smaller companies. They have a lot in the clinical sector, but Even now, if you're in the hospital and somebody evaluates your breathing rate, they just look at you and then they try to distract you and then they count your breaths while they look at you, um, mm -hmm. which is a not very efficient way. To <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like it's very efficient. Um, but in the home care sector, it is very interesting because breathing, if the breathing pattern changes by five breaths per minute, it can already be an indicator if you have a pre-existing condition that something mm. will worsen. So um, even before your heart rate changes, your breathing tries to fix whatever is wrong with your body. Mm -hmm. This is why we get a lot of interest there. Yeah. So do you think that you will be able to like sell, I don't know, the device to like hospitals and doctors or I don't know. I'm, I don't know that <laughs> <laughs> if you know that already, but I think it's really fascinating. Uh, yeah, a medical meditation is, is definitely on our on our map. We're looking right now into epilepsy and hypertension predominantly, and um, bringing a medical product on the market takes years. 
mm. like more years even than just bringing a consumer product. Um, but anyhow, since we're aware of that, we already start collaborating with institutions so that when you really do a test and you find something that you have an impact, then you can do a clinical trial where you can really try to help more. Mm -hmm. So Super this is cool. something we're always on site. Yeah. Follow both pathways. Yeah. And are you wearing the wearable now all the time? Uh, not yet, because it's not in the stage that you can wear it all the time. But okay. the next version, that's possible, yes. Okay. Really cool. Okay. Um, I always have a couple of questions at the end of each interview. Um, so I'm going to move into that. And the first question is, what are you most grateful for? I would say that I pretty much live the life that, that I, I wish for. So I, I do what I love. It has an impact and I do it with the person I care most about. So my, my husband and I are actually the co-founders of the company. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that, that this works out well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. And um, what are your, the three kind of wisdoms that you live by or that you usually share with people um, and that you want to really bring into the world? I would say definitely believe in yourself because everything you really put your mind to, you can make it happen. Uh, that was how I was raised. Uh, my mom always kind of encouraged me and my father to just really do what I think, um, what I come up with. Mm -hmm. And then uh, don't be afraid to listen to your gut feeling. Sometimes. I don't know, just, just listen inside yourself and usually you, you know the right answer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, get out and walk a lot on the fresh air and, and enjoy like the little things of life, the nature. It's really good for health, I would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I would say so too. I, it's really interesting. A lot of people um, that I'm talking to that are in kind of the well-being space, stress management space, um, they all live in the in the mountains <laughs> um, and I think there's a reason why um, because it's fresh air and it's you know you can be outdoors and active and healthy and it's really good for you so so yeah, that's I think really it's awesome. even proven to prolong your life to walk in nature yeah I'm sure it must be yeah I'm sure this and um, do you have a book that you were really inspired by or that um, that you've been reading maybe multiple times because you always kind of draw something new out of it so I would definitely recommend uh, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Okay. Um, he basically puts together all the signs around sleeping, makes you aware that losing that one hour of sleep is really, really bad for your health. Um, mm -hmm. we, we listened to it on, as an audiobook before going to sleep, so it was always a good motivation to fall asleep afterwards. Oh, nice. Um, it, it really helps you to kind of be more aware that sleep is super necessary and that this is super important for your immune system, for your emotional health um yeah so mm -hmm. sleep more mm -hmm. great yeah. i love i love that i don't know the book but i will look into it i think that sounds really it was interesting published, i think 2016 or 17 so very mm -hmm. new signs all around sleeping okay very cool um and so what are your next plans you were already saying so you're waiting for kind of the advanced prototype um to come on the market and then pre-sales in at the beginning of next year is there anything else that you're working on that is actually one of the things that take the most time out of it. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah. really making all this work, uh, coordinating everything, fixing all the problems that, that arise. Um, that mm -hmm. is kind of in the short term what, what um, kind of keeps me busy. Mm -hmm. But then in the long term, um, we planned actually, like the, the dream is at some point by a sailboat and sail around the world. So this oh. is kind of something that... Uh, 
on the side keeps you motivated and yeah kind of a, a if you want to have in the future oh that's really cool okay and uh, one of the things that i was just thinking about was um how um because i you know i can obviously very relate to like building your own company how do you um kind of keep yourself in check of like taking time off and um yeah and taking rest rest times as well do you are you like did you have a learning curve <laughs> in that process or have you been like really good from the start uh definitely a learning curve as well so you have to be quite structured to on the one hand really start your day but then also to really finish your day so I think at the finishing of the day, we're quite bad still. So mm -hmm. sometimes it gets way too late and you're like, okay, actually I should stop working now. Mm -hmm. um, but then also really plan time off where you really try to disconnect because it is super important to then get energy again to start again. So mm -hmm. this summer, I think we've been good. We've been for 10 days in the mountains, for 10 days in, South of, uh, in, in, in France. So I think this year we've, we've been good. And the next thing we tackle is to really kind of make sure that you don't work for too long in the night mm -hmm. yeah yeah very good yeah. cool so um if people are interested now in your wearable and they would like to learn more about iBreathe um where can they find more information or maybe even sign up um for the pre-sales yeah so definitely that's what, uh, what i would suggest to go on our website uh, ibreathe.com and we have a sign up with a newsletter But also we are on Twitter and Instagram at iBrief, same name, um, or on LinkedIn, Flavia Wall. Um, I think these are good places to follow our progress. Depending on the medium, we share different content. On Instagram, it's more like pictures and nice things. On Twitter, it's more about um, startup, European projects, this kind of things. And on LinkedIn, yeah, mm -hmm. a, a, mix, a mix of everything, I would say. Yeah, and um, really important. It's not written. Written. I breathe like you would think it is written. It is actually B R E V E. Why is that? I I didn't ask you that the last time we talked. Um, yeah, as I said, we're focusing initially on women, and uh -huh. uh, so Eve is kind of our persona that we had in mind for we're designing. Uh -huh. So uh, I breathe, and it's kind of a mix of being for women and breathing as well. So yeah. Okay. Very yeah, cool. Technology. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Cool. Well, um, do you have anything else that you wanted to share that maybe I haven't asked you yet? I think not. <laughs> okay, great. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, Flavia. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I think it sounds super interesting what you're preparing there. And I'm super excited to see iBreathe um, come on the market and test it out myself. So thank you so much for your time today and I wish you, you know, all the best and um, lots of luck with launching the product. Thank you very much for having me. It was really a pleasure and I hope I could give the one or other inspiring uh, thought to some aspiring entrepreneurs out there. Yeah, great. Thank you so much, Flavia. Talk to you thank soon. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be extremely happy and grateful if you could leave me a comment and a five-star rating. If you know someone who would benefit from the information I talked about today, please feel free to share it with them, no matter if it is your friends, your colleagues and or your family members. You will always find all links and a summary of the podcast in the show notes. It would be great if we could connect on Instagram or via email. 
You can find all details of how to find me in the show notes as well. In that way, you can also send me any questions that you might have. And as I mentioned, I also have a wonderful YouTube channel now where you can post comments and questions. So please reach out. I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your trust. With gratitude, Julia.